Welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast, uh, the podcast which aims to bring you discussions on all matters football. Uh, with me, Luke Tyrrell, Crystal Palace fan. And me, Richard Thomas, Liverpool fan. Uh, now, given that our respective teams play one another at the weekend, Rich, um, obviously we're going to talk about that. So we this are indeed, was, mate. Uh, Liverpool 4, Crystal Palace 3. Um, we should obviously state that date of recording is Monday the 21st of January. So, um, what do you think of the game? Uh, do you know what it was a cracking game it was like uh, seven goal thriller seven goal thriller it was almost like a, a throwback to last season uh, when I'm thinking about Liverpool in terms of us it was our most it was a game that we had the less control in because uh, to be fair to Palace Palace were brilliant they, they, your, your game plan I thought was wicked in the first half well, Boy for it might set us out to come and sit and yeah. catch on the break, counter-attack. And, that, yeah. and that, that's, that's almost typical Palace. Sort of. it, that, that's it, how we play our best football. It was, it was. And I think the way you actually have got, you've got a lot of dangerous players. I mean, Townsend, Zaha, um, a lot of pace. And, um, you know, I thought, to be honest, I thought that in the beginning of the game, I thought we was actually controlling the match. But yeah. then there was a period where I don't know who it feels like MacArthur had it and, and we was like all over we were basically we that, were that, pressing hard I mean, about that, four or five players that was the build up to the first goal wasn't that was the build up yeah. to the first yeah. goal and somehow he got out mm. and as soon as he got into Zaha I thought we're in trouble here tell you what and, this, this, this go through it I mean Cronin's mm. builders because I mean that was did this start the first goal because I guess that was the main first talking point mm-hmm. of the game um, you could argue there was a there was a chance for Liverpool earlier when Sproni came out and, and saved at, at the feet of uh, uh, Matip Matip was it yeah um but I mean, the first real chance obviously was that. Obviously, yeah, like you say, Liverpool are pressing, um, and Jimmy Mack, fair play to him. You know, he's got that in his locker, and he probably doesn't get enough um, plaudits for the fact that he can sort of control the ball that way. And he did a nice little shimmy, little one-two mm-hmm. like, between his feet, and got it out back to the um, defender Tongans, and then played it back to him, and he sprayed it out left um, to, uh, to Zaha, was it, who, who ran down the wing, and. Um, I mean, James Milner was caught flat-footed. Do you know what? Same, That's what Zaha does really well. He slows defenders down. He does that thing where he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, he'll put defender at a full stop and then he'll be like, bang, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. And like within two seconds, he's yards away from Milner. He's literally yeah. left him for dead. And uh, I, I think yeah. I think Milner really struggled to contain him while going to him. But I mean, you've got to say that's probably come to expect given that you know he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be starting right back was he earlier in the week nah, he had a couple of injuries didn't you yeah he, he's a makeshift like right back I mean obviously he played the whole season at left back for us and uh, Millie's he, he's so he's, he's a player that you can really depend on in any position you put him in but I think every Liverpool fan had a fear that you're playing against Zaha so much pace mm. so much quality he's, he, I think Zaha's a, a tremendous player and he literally took advantage as soon as he he had one-on-one chance with Milner and he left him for dead. That's what Klopp said, didn't he? Uh, the interview afterwards, he said, oh, I was like, oh, what a player. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, no, I think I, you know, um, I think Zaha's a player that I would love to see at Liverpool. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Keep dreaming, mate. Come, keep dreaming. Come to Liverpool, son. <laughs> He's had his fingers burnt already from his uh, move up north. He ain't going to do it again. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, no, he would. I, I honestly think this will be his last season at Palace, but that's a, a thing for another discussion. So, yeah, as you say, he left Milner for dead. Um, Went down to the byline, crossed it back, and uh, I think I don't know who it was supposed to be marking Townsend, but it was pretty much unmarked. He, he drew, drew away from um, his uh, his defender, and it's a great finish with his left foot down low. Keeper yeah. doesn't have a chance there, and one yeah. nil uh, Palace. And 
There you go, the Anfield are, are shocked. Right. Yeah, no, no, I was shocked. I mean, you know one thing I thought that, that Palace done really well? You, you condensed the pitch. So it was like, uh, I thought Zaha and uh, Zaha and Townsend were literally like allowed to stay a little high. You sort of defended with seven. And you had Zaha and... Um, it was a pretty rigid 4-5-1. It was, yeah. yeah but you, but the, your outlets were like always kind of there. I think obviously Townsend done a bit of defending, but yeah. Zaha... I think he's like your your weapon. So he's like literally, he's he's kind of like a conserve your energy and do the damage going yeah. that way. Oh so yeah, he's definitely been told that. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't have to track back as much. He doesn't have to track back as much. So yeah. I thought um, you guys done brilliantly. Like your game plan in the first half was down to a T because yeah. literally I think we had most of the ball sort of dominating, but then you had that one break where, like I say, you got in, you beat the press. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaha got it and you know like I say you locked the lead and at that point I'm thinking shit is it going to be one in days you know <laughs> what I mean I'm thinking Crystal Palace Chris Danbor everything started crossing my mind smash and grab sort of smash thing. and grab yeah, yeah. so, so uh, Palace are one who up and obviously against a run of play um, and then it wasn't before long that uh, Liverpool were back in the Palace penalty area mm. and then brings us on to our next talking point which mm. was the Salah I'm going to call it is it, it was a Salah dive because you got Sacco who was sort of behind him and yes he does have a go a go at him yeah, he has he a, he has him, a little game but then there's a two second delay yeah, no, big and time. the way he throws him down is embarrassing it's been, even as a yeah. Liverpool fan you must no, of course, admit course. that's I, embarrassing I've got nothing I can't defend Salah one thing I would say about Salah is I think like in he's uh, a <laughs> I love his hair, mate. He's got the scouse hair. Mo Salah, no, 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 no. But Egyptian king, isn't it? But um, I would say about salaries. I think last season, for example, there was times where he should have got penalties, and he was kicked, and he was like, even earlier on in the season is a great example. Um, away at uh, Bournemouth and uh, Cook, I think their centre half, Steve Cook. Yeah. yeah, he has a right hack at him. Well, he catches his Achilles, right. and he and he stays on his feet, and he ends up putting it in the corner. But basically, I think he has not been probably getting some of the decisions and I think he just it was a, a split moment thing where he's thought oh, I'm going to go down and it, and it was a dive so, um, you, so you think so it's, it's a mental thing so it's a, it's a conscious decision that he's made that you know because I haven't been giving the sort of the decisions going my way yeah perhaps then when I feel a touch or something I'll go down there for it would level them out whatever it is yeah I think I, I think just on, a, on the flip side of that yeah. you've got someone like Zaha who has this reputation for being a diver who you know I mean I, I, I can't say I've seen him dive often mm. at all you know and I've mm. watched him for the last sort of um, seven years or so um, but he's got this reputation reputation of it now and he's sort of marked with it to the, to the extent now that I think he always tries too hard to stay on his stay feet. feet. And mm-hmm. there was a, there was an incident where he was clipped in the box and sort of got straight back up. And had he stayed down and maybe it would have a bit, perhaps he could have got no, a bit. But, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of digressing a bit. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think it's always a thin line with diving because sometimes, you know, players will try to get out of the way of, like, say if they, they, they can see a tackle coming in, hmm. at times it's not always a dive. It's like he's trying to... Uh, minimise the contact that the defender's going to get in him because I'm sure these players they're used to getting it's like a hazard you're used to getting tackled so much or getting well, someone come in on yeah, you I, I that you kind of I, I don't believe it's always a dive I think Zaha does get unfair treatment because he's so tricky he's, he's and he's pace isn't it? any, any, pace, any, any yeah. fast player mm. in the Premier League winger, striker whatever you want to call them if they're a fast player they're going to get kicked and I think you have to have quite a, a sort of mental resilience about you to be able to get kicked time and time and time mm. again because let's face it, you know, 
if you look at it through for, for the course of the game, these players will get kicked over and over again. They don't get the fouls which they deserve. Yeah. And you've got, you got if you're that player and you get kicked over and over again, you're going to get really frustrated. Yeah, We've yeah. seen it was a Harvey's temperament before where he sort of lashes out every now and then. But so you, as a professional footballer, obviously you, you can't do that or you, you shouldn't do that anyway. Mm, 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 mm. Um, but they're only difficult. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I definitely, I think sometimes we, you know, like they're supposed to be professional and everything like that, but they're. they're they're humans just like us and I think if you're going to get frustrated that's, that's going to happen I mean like I say um, it, it's sometimes a thin line it's a thin line between diving this whole simulation that Salah one was a blatant dive he went down two seconds after he got sort of a little kick to the back of the leg and mm. it was a blatant dive so you can't defend Salah but I would just say that a lot of I do think sometimes these um, quality fast attacking players don't get the protection that they need I mean I don't know if you saw the one yesterday it was Sterling did you see yes. that one? Yeah, oh yeah, that my one. goodness yeah. I mean yeah. that was like the uh, biggest penalty you will ever see yeah. you know and then the fact that he didn't get it was like oh my god even yeah. I was watching it I'm a yeah. Liverpool fan I don't want yeah. City to do well but yeah. I was thinking to myself that's incredible yeah, yeah. yeah. so but again, know. is it someone who's also been tarred with that's that yeah nice no, true player, you know he's, yeah. he's tricky you know he's he, he draws those sort of fouls, but yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Okay, moving on to the next bit then. So um, the next talking point, of the first half was probably the K uh, challenge on Townsend, which was obviously he's gone over the top of the ball, caught Townsend yeah. on the on the ankle. Yeah. Um, John Moss isn't the best referee in the world, but um, if he, he did, did get a yellow for that, didn't he? I, I, I don't think he did. I don't think he did actually. If the referee sees it, is it a yellow or is it a red? Because he's he's gone over the ball, he's caught him. Mm. By the letter of the law, should, should he be? Should it be? Yeah, no, should it? <sighs> it's you think he's in uh, control of his body? That, that that's 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 the rule, isn't it? I mean, if players is is in oh, control oh. of their body, and yeah, therefore yeah, can do damage there to the other player. I'm trying not to be as biased as possible with this one, but I mean, I think there's been a lot of lot of tackles in last sort of like say last last month where it's like a the, there was company one on a Salah. Um, at the Etihad where it's like he's completely out of control he's mm. both his feet are off the floor and he only gets a yellow right. um, you got one uh, the other week against uh, City uh, what was his name and then, I can't remember his name but anyway he took out one City player and that was like so similar to the company one I think it's I believe if you're over the ball and you're out of control especially if both of your legs are not on the floor mm. Um, not touching the ground mm. it should be a red mm. simple because them, them ones are like ankle break, breakers or leg breaks or whatever yeah. so I mean that one I don't know I think it would have been a bit harsh to get a red I don't think it was a ferocious tackle mm. but he did catch him so I would, I would probably go yellow for that one, one. yeah it was a painful one um, so um, so there you go so you go into half time Palace one new up yeah. and put a thinking what's happened here this isn't going to plan so yeah. you come out the second half um, Liverpool press straight away you know go on the, on the attack straight from the off um, there's yeah. a bit of a mix up in the Palace defence where the ball goes down to the byline I think Sacco who tries to control it goes down to the byline you've got PVA Patrick Gann on Holt who goes with it as well they almost sort of run into each other and neither, each other's way, neither of them go for the ball eventually it falls to PVA who, 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 who it's probably a bit of a half-hearted clearance not not what you want you want to play it was a pa- it was a one of them clearances that like when you're playing, put, panic yeah you, you wanted to put your foot through it right there and he sort of yeah. half did and half didn't um, and then obviously it comes straight out to Liverpool player, knocks it into Van Dyke, 
I'll tell, tell you what, I love Van Dyke, he needs to shoot more because every time he shoots, it seems that something seems the mad last one seems was to the, happen. Uh, the Derby, yeah, it? last yeah. one was the Side Derby where he the hits Pickford. a shot and yeah. literally turns around and, and Pickford manages to not be able to get over the bar and yeah. the rest is history. We, we win that game and uh, same things happen here where he's hit a shot, speculative effort, I forget, come off. A Palace player Cameron and MacArthur. Yeah. Um, Van uh, Van Arnold is is keeping Salah on yeah, side, and I think that finish is underrated. Like look, there wasn't enough made about that finish, but the ball comes right out of the sky. Salah sort of like just uses the, the outside of his right outside, foot, outside yeah. his left foot. His left foot, yeah, yeah, left foot, yeah, and he just like hooks it in. And I think as well, um, Spironi. <laughs> Wouldn't be harsh on Spironi, but because I think it's one of them hard one to judge. You don't know where it's going to go. But yeah, maybe a, quick, a keeper with uh, sort of like a keeper that's been playing regularly might have got closer to potentially. It. That's all yeah, I'll potentially, say. I mean, obviously, the, oh, I'm not going to dig the bloke out that he's a he's a Palace legend. And he's you know hasn't played the game for 13 months. Or whatever, so <laughs> thrown in there, you know, it's, it's a big task. Task, especially against Liverpool. You know, you want to get thrown in there next weekend or weekend afterwards against Fulham rather than say next weekend we've got Tottenham in the cup. But yeah. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. I mean, there's question marks around Spironi, but yeah, you can you can see like you meant the finish. Um, there's an angle from behind the goal that you can see the sort of the technique where the he te- sort of yeah. touches it, and it's, it's he knows exactly what he's doing. And fair play, was yeah, great yeah, finish, yeah. You know. No, you know what, uh, Salah. Um, I think he's you know he's proven a lot of a lot of people wrong this season. I think a lot of people said he was like going to be like a one season wonder, or he got a bit of luck last season. Mm-hmm. But he's showing that he is. It's not a, a coincidence why he's always in the right position at the right time to sort of like pounce on any type of mistakes. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's 1 1. Fair enough. Right. And then, um, obviously, only six minutes later, I think it was, or, or four, four minutes uh, later. It was about Mark, six minutes Mark, later. Been six minutes. We take... Firmino, a goal. Do you, want to, do you want to take us through that one? Yeah, well, so we got the ball for a little bit. Um, this is probably the only good thing Kieta does in the game because he was probably our worst player in terms of on the ball. He um, should have been the pitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's questionable, you know what I mean? It's debatable, shall I say. Um, he literally gets the ball, plays it into Firmino. Um, and again, at the moment, why another reason I feel like it could finally be our season is we seem to be getting the rubber to green. A little bit of luck. Uh, yeah, a little bit of luck. I mean, obviously the first goal we've, we've um, talked about, the deflection, and, and this one was a deflection as well. Double um, deflection, I think, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Tomkins and McCarthy. Tomkins and and Tomkins it might have been even. Yeah. yeah, great footwork from the Brazilian, first and foremost. You know what I mean? The ball comes into him just yeah. inside the area on the left-hand Good side. Yeah. Good control. And uh, he gets his shot away and, you know, we, that was a bit of fortune, but it goes into the corner, two one up, and the, the whole stadium is like everything's changed. We've actually turned it around within six minutes, and we are, you know, we're back, back in, back in control of the match. The whole um, stadium turned. Did you, did you turn the volume off on your stream right then to, to, to get to get that in? I did. I did. I felt like I was in the stadium. <laughs> put, put, put it on the soundbar. Soundbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I literally felt like um, we we was in control of the game at that yeah. point. Like we we turned it right around. And then, um, you know, what happens next? I mean, I, can't, I don't know how long it was till Palace got the equaliser, but it must have been about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, so that was, that was a bit of mm. Palace on the break, and then obviously we got a corner. I think it was AU sort of cut in from the left, and he wasn't really going anywhere. I'm not, I must admit, I'm not Jordan A's biggest fan, but. Mm. Um, Did he come in for this game? Was it. No, playing? no, no, he's, he's been playing. Uh, since the turn of the year, I think actually, um, he got his chance against Grimsby and then Wolves, Wolves and then Grimsby in the cup, and then um, yeah, I think he started pretty much every game since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not. I must admit, I'm not his um, his biggest fan. 
he does well, obviously, to, to cut inside. And then I think it's sort of one of them ones where he's thinking, oh, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to smash it against the... Uh, smash it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was Matip came over. Worst and case scenario, like, that it you know, goes out for a corner. Best case scenario, it goes into, it goes into the net. So yeah, yeah. Gets, gets a corner like that. And Luca takes the corner in from the, in from the left-hand side. Um, You've got to say, great header, bullet header, straight to James Tompkins, who we've seen do that mm. time and time again, um, right across Allison. He doesn't really stand a chance, let's be honest. Um, but you think there's a, a little bit of holding there by AU in the box? There's definitely a little infringement going on there. I feel like Van Dijk is so... He's underneath it. Uh, I think he's being held down slightly. You can see he doesn't... He appeals... When the ball goes in the net, he's like, you know... He, sort of, to be honest with you, the appeal is a bit half-hearted, but I think he was definitely sort of impeded... Uh, I think he would have got there if he wasn't. I think it was a clever corner from Palace, and you know we, we haven't conceded from corners this season. We've been excellent because, like, and that's that's crazy to say considering how he was last season. But we haven't. I can't remember the last time we conceded from a corner, which is a great thing to say. Well, one one thing I say, obviously, is, is question to you is that given the flight of the ball, and I know I appreciate it was to the edge of the six yard box, but it, it was on the six yard line. Mm. Do you think the keeper should be coming and getting that? I think the corner was a really good corner. Um, he could have come, but he. I mean, I don't watch him enough to know. Yeah, know yeah. That, that, that's what he, he strikes. No, he, does he strikes me as a sort of sort of the goalkeeper that does command his area. Yeah, he, no, he does. Think, so whether it's, it, it was a tactical thing that you, had, I don't know if you had men on the line. Well, yeah. Obviously, he didn't have anyone on the post because probably would have stopped Tom yeah. to going in. But you know, uh, that, that's the only question mark for me. Is I was wondering if he could have come out and, and, and claimed that one, but. Yeah, I think he could have come out, but it was one of them ones where I think that the quality on the corner was very sort yeah. of like it was a, a one of them low corners where the keepers it's either he's got to come straight away and he doesn't come yeah. and we can see. Sometimes you got. So the next one we're going to talk about is something that's going to pain me. It's Salah, Salah's goal, um, but it was only just Salah's goal by about what did they reckon a, a, couple, well, a, a half a centimetre, centimetre, half a centimetre. centimetre, half a centimetre yeah, yeah. Well, he's, a, he's a goal hungry type of guy, man. There's a ball know. across to Milner who, who sort of crosses it in, and uh, Jules comes out. Uh, Jules Sprody comes out, and as I said, it's, it's, it, for me, it's a sign of a goalkeeper that hasn't played for about 13 months. You know, he's almost been a bit too eager to come out and got underneath it too yeah, much, and then realised he's underneath it too much. And by that point, you know, he's he's got he's got to put his hand to it because he knows that Salah's behind him. Yeah. So he's got to do something, and he's just caught it and with his right arm, um, and it's gone back to him. And heck, oh, thank God that Salah was there. To be fair, to prevent from being a sprony. You know what I think with that one? I feel like. Um, it's almost like he, like you say, you're right. He gets underneath it, but then I he think he came out too much. Is that again? He came out too much, didn't he? Yeah, and I think he's almost trying to get over the bar after that. Potentially, like yeah, yeah. Potentially trying to get over the bar, but his arms is obviously not strong enough. And you know, Mo Salah, what more can you say about the guy, the Egyptian king? He's um. Goal poacher. Didn't need to touch it, really, did he? Milner must be like, hang on, I could have claimed that one. No, you know what? The thing about it, though, it would have went down. It would have been an OG. Definitely would have been an OG, yeah. Salah gets his studs on it, and that's like 19 now for Salah. Top scorer in the Premiership, just saying. Let's move away from that goal swiftly, anyway, because coming up next, Palace got a free kick from, I think it was just a half hour. I can't remember if it was the one that Milner got booked for. I don't think it was, actually. Um, I think it was a bit later on. But um, Palace got a chance. Luka Milivojevic 
whips it in, and you've got Jeffrey Slough, who's broke away from the pack to mm. the front post, and he's headed it in, but he just he hasn't got enough with enough conviction. It's sort of just come past the far post. If he yeah. put his head through it, he, you know, he might have got it on target, but he, I think he'd only been on the pitch a couple of minutes at that point, and that was a real chance then. Do, do you know what I, I think about his game, though, which is the most craziest thing? I mean, it was 4-3. Uh, all credit to Palace. I think all credit to you guys. You like you you really pushed us, but Thanks very much. I I I, <laughs> I felt like we controlled the game. No, oh, no, controls wrong. We dominated the game in terms of possession. Yeah. We we actually had the majority of the ball, but you you were always a threat, mm. and you managed to score three goals. Mm. Um, anyway, go. <laughs> We get back on that point that you were, you were saying. So yeah, so that was, that, that was the next chance, and then the next main talking point is the Milner red, really, because obviously he'd been mm. booked previously. Not, not I think about ten minutes before, uh, ball breaks to Zaha, who obviously gets it before Milner, and it's just, it's, just, it's just a late tackle. I think it's we, really, you know, I think there was what five, ten minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of got there, and and you know, it's 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 yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a late tackle. He catches him. It's rightfully a yellow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he knows yeah. it, doesn't he? He's, 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 he's down the he's, tunnel. He's, yeah, he's yeah, walking he's off. He's got what he's seen in the garden. Yeah. He knows. He's, he's, a, he's a seasoned pro. He knows what he's doing. So he's, he's off and he knows that, fair enough, you've got me there. Yeah, I mean, funny enough, uh, Henderson had a really good game. You know, we've got sort of like, uh, Henderson's like Marmite to Liverpool fans. A lot of Liverpool fans either hate him or love him. Mm. Um, I think he's a decent footballer. I think he's, <laughs> decent. I think he's, he's more than decent. He's a, a good footballer. It's good. I'd say now, um, he wouldn't probably be in our first choice midfield. My first choice to Liverpool midfield would be Wijnaldum and, and Fabino. But Henderson is a, a very good squad player, uh, very professional, and he, he does his job. One thing about that Milner red card mm. is that he actually sells Milner short. It's a hospital pass, mm. and Milner is you know he goes for it and he knows as soon as he catches yeah, our heart, that's it. That he's gone, yeah. and um, you know that. That, that was pretty much uh, how that went down do you know what I mean uh, I think Milner is a great player but Zaha is Zaha would cause the best right back in the world problems Yeah. so there's no shame yeah no, fair enough and then we come on to the fourth goal make it 4-2 um Obviously, it's a good bit of play by the uh, the back. This is almost like the hope that kills you for Palace fans because you think that mm. you know, sort of, it's three two at the moment now. Yeah. You know, man sent off uh, for Liverpool. This is our chance to to get him, and then mm. sort of a couple minutes later, Liverpool go ahead and score. Score. Obviously, the ball sort of pushed down the left, and it is a, it is a, it is a yellow. It is a, it is a handball by Robinson there. He's, mm. he, he almost onrees it sort of to keep it in. <laughs> he does. He's on the line. He knows. <laughs> I know you, you're, you're going to tell me it's actually no. It, it wasn't. No, he no, knows no, exactly what he's doing. Of course, it wasn't. He I, does I, that. I, 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 and we, you look we, basically at, we, we, we had a couple of messages going back yeah. and forth just for the listeners. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> I was taking a piss saying it was accidental. <laughs> no shot. I knew I was just trying to rub no it the wrong way, you know what I mean? But um, it wasn't it, it wasn't accidental, it was blatant. But no, actually I wouldn't say it was blatant because even on the even on match of the day, Danny Murphy says that like they actually found it hard to find I think you know, there's only, only Tomkins who raised well, his Tom, hand. Tom, and Luke I think spotted it as well, but then he chased on the off the ball. Tomkins was it was was sort of he was fuming, you know, he's he's jumping up and down sort of and yeah. he's chasing back and then he's as soon as the ball it. hits the back in it as well obviously Marnie obviously gets it in cuts him well and does it's a great finish from him yeah it's a great finish across from the keeper it's, um, it's yeah but um, yeah. I mean sometimes as well I think that one because it was so close to he, him sort of handballing and passing it to Marnie you got a right to feel aggrieved but I mean in the Palace um, the first goal in 
first, your first goal, yeah. but we didn't actually touch on, is there's a handball in the box. The Townsend one, you think? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Townsend handballs it, but it goes against us. It, it, I think he thinks it's a, the referee thinks it's a, I think it's one a, of us. I, I, I think he's a, it, it, the referee thinks it's a push on Townsend, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it, is I, it I the think, push? I, I it thought is. it was, uh, he thought that the Liverpool player handballed it. I think he gave it for a push. I think. Well, I, obviously we don't know, but I, 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 my my my, mm. my take on that was that he thought Townsend got pushed, and maybe that's why he's on guard. But yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, probably yeah. should have been probably should have been handball, and then it would have been a penalty. So maybe these things even themselves out. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Palace pressing late on to try and get back into the game. Um, you got a good bit of interplay from um, from Townsend down the left there with um, Aaron Bissaka crosses it in and Connor Wickham who's uh, obviously has been out for sort of two years now with uh, ACL injuries he's come back only recently mm-hmm. he kills the ball dead with his five brilliant Max Mayer um, a low shot whether it's a bobble or the keeper could have done better I think I mean it's a good goal but you've got me question marks over the keeper there for me yeah I mean I can't criticise Alisson this season he is like he's, he, he epitomises calm and that's what we haven't had for years. So yeah. he's like he, he's been brilliant, and he's, he saved us in the, our final group game. He makes a wicked save right at the end of the game, and he's done it on a few occasions against Everton. He's basically he's made some wicked saves this yeah. season. He's, he has been a big difference, but that one is I feel like he has got to do better because yeah. it's like it's not right in the corner. Um, you can kind of see. Max Meyer coming onto it, and you know what he's going to do. You kind of know where he's going to hit yeah. it, and, it, and yeah. it goes past him. I think you can see because he bangs his hand on the ground straight away to say that. I think he knows he should have done better with that. Yeah. But all credit to Palace, you came back at us again. I mean, I think what happened there is once we made it four two, it feels like everyone sort of relaxed, even the players. When it was like a relief, especially mm. in the ground, mm. we're down to ten men. We've made it four two. Yeah, we feel like this game. Oh, finally, oh, everyone yeah. can relax. But actually. I think we switched off a little bit, um, take nothing away from um, the build-up to the goal. But I feel like if it was at 3-2, we might have been more switched on and we might not have conceded that goal. No. But that's always some buts. Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, yeah. and, you, and you can you can see from the reaction of Palace players, they don't they hardly even celebrate because they know that the final whistle was coming. I think Liverpool kick off and then straight away the, the final whistle was gone. Yeah. Game over, there you go. Um, so I've got a couple of questions. One yeah. from our, of our listeners, well... Listeners, we've only done one of these pods that's never been released before. Um, so, listeners are um, friends and family. Hi, mum. Um, <laughs> so, this one came in from uh, my brother. He says, My question is, does Roy get enough credit for how he sets Palace up? To stay in that game on Saturday for so long is another example of how he knows how to run a game. Too much emphasis is placed on analysis of making token subs rather than managing. The end-to-end game. Well done, Roy, again. Now, I know he's coming from at this point because I, 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 we've got people around us at Palace um, and we've got, um, I mean, if you go on certain message boards, Palace message boards and, and Twitter, which I always think, obviously, these people aren't representative for the whole um, fan base. They're only people that, you know, like the sound of their own voice or like to mm-hmm. shout, on, on, shout on social media platform or whatever. Yeah. Um, they all go on about the fact that Roy doesn't make subs or if he only makes subs they're too late and that sort of thing but that's mainly because you know I, I agree with this point here that 
Roy knows how to manage a game. I mean, the bloke's been managing for God knows how long now. You know, mm-hmm. he started managing yeah. when he was thirty odd in Sweden. Um, in his first season in Sweden, he won he won the um, won the league. Um, and you know, he's 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 managed at all sorts of level, levels. You know, he's managed uh, Inter Milan. He's managed uh, um, a Swiss national team. He's managed managed in the AIU. He took Fulham to the Europa League. League. Final, that was a crazy so the the no, bloke's no, got no, pedigree. He's um, got pedigree. I mean, uh, except for let's let's not um, just hurt. Did, 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 did work at Liverpool, didn't he? he, he was sold, was, Liverpool, one, one thing I'll say about... He was sold down the river there a little bit because... When, when he came the, in, the, the owners changed. Yeah, the, the, club was, the club was yeah. a mess when he came in. I think he might have actually been told that he might not actually have that long in a job. I mean, I think he took a, a poison chalice. Got off. At, at that point, we was all over the place with the owners and everything. Yeah. But um, he did bring in some terrible things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul Koncheski. Joe Cole. <laughs> Joe we talked about this in the last gamble, pod, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a gamble. But um, anyway, overall in his career, he knows how to manage. You know, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, unfortunately, this is this is I think a point I've mentioned to you sort of previously is that you get so many people at these football games, and also I think it's probably to, to, to the detriment of the fact that you have so much football on telly now, and and everything is sort of analysed to the nth degree. Is that everyone mm. thinks they're a they're a, they're a, they're a football, football pundit, pundit yeah. and you know the people play far too much football manager and they think they know everything and, you know sometimes you've got you've got to put your hands up and say all right this bloke's 72 years old he's been managing for 30 40 odd years That's now it, yeah. i'm pretty sure that he knows better than dave from croydon who, who's 30 he's been watching palace for you know 15 years <laughs> know when to use a sub and how to manage a game so um no, yeah two fingers up to all them people and well played roy because he, he did really well and palace almost got a point and potentially even could have won the game thanks to his game management mm. so fair play to it oh, I, got, I got a question i want to ask you on. on the flip side of things because I, I i look at that palace team and I think of how you went to man city and won yep. and no not many teams go to man city and win um, undeservedly so undeservedly so um, I think basically what my point is is that I feel like Palace have some really good players I mean um, is it Juan Bissaka yeah I remember yeah, saying like quality um, you know Zaha quality Townsend he's a threat uh, Benteke hasn't quite hasn't quite hit the heights that he has before but I think he's another striker that's capable well he hasn't proved it yet, but he's capable of... Well, he has proved it in the Premiership previously that he can yeah. hit well, 20 to 25 goals. 17 goals in his first season with Palace. People forget about that. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. Um, what, what my point is to you is, it, do you feel like if you had a manager that was more progressive in terms of maybe going forward more, um, that, you know, you would actually be able to do better like if you if he was more ambitious i mean i'm thinking is, is hodgson holding you back I, I do rate hodgson as a manager don't get me wrong for what he actually does in terms of like his game on saturday was it was the way he set up i thought you know what you you might actually get us here mm-hmm. luckily we got we got the win but um i feel like do you feel if you had another manager who was more um what can i say attack minded that you would get even more out of that palace team short answer is no um, long answer is uh, Palace have sort of uh, toyed with this uh, idea of moving on from being a counter-attacking team into sort of a team that tries to control the game and things like that I mean you only have to look at Frank De Boer's tenure, yeah, yeah. you know where he, he went to play his expansive football and, and obviously he didn't have the personnel to do it and probably wasn't backed you know in, in the transfer window anyway but there were other issues behind the scenes that obviously Palace fans and other people would never be privy to but um, I mean you look at 
two ends of the spectrum, you've got people like Tony Pulis, mm. who came in and he's defensively sound. But, I mean, yeah, he kept us up and we played some, you know, I enjoyed the football we saw. But, I mean, a lot of the football, you know, we were sitting back and, you know, was trying to grind things out and it was very defensive. And I, I, I didn't enjoy watching that sort mm. of football. I mean, yeah, obviously, first, first season yeah. up, I enjoyed us staying up and that. But, I didn't. I don't think under him we would have been playing attractive football. On the other side of it, you've got Alan Pardew who came in and he's got a bit of a more of a gung ho approach, and mm. that's why you're losing sort of five four at Swansea away and things like that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you're still yeah, chasing the game yeah. sort of when it's when it's when, it's, when you're four three up. Um, so I think Roy is, is is the best man for the job. He has the most experience. He's doing the best with the resources which he's, which he's got. I mean, he's not been promised a big transfer kitty. You know, I don't think he's been promised anything. In, in recent press conferences, he, he's even said that, you know, Palace are looking at loans and free transfers only. Yeah. So, and, and, and he took the job knowing that that was the case as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, you have certain managers that adapt well to certain clubs and certain situations. And I don't think there's a better manager at the moment for Crystal Palace than Roy Hodgson. Um, I don't think there's another manager that could perform as well as we're doing um, with uh, the current squad, the squad of players that we've got. Um, uh, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's fair enough. I, just, uh, I think of uh, the manager that's coming at Southampton. Mm. Um, his name Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. What's his name again? I don't know, mate. He came from. Um, he was at uh, was it Leipzig? Was uh, yeah. he for a bit? And then he left in May, didn't he? Ever there was some sort of contract dispute or something, wasn't he? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I know, I know you I mean. mean. I just feel like uh, I don't think it's got to be either way. Like I mean, you don't have to predominantly play counter attacking football. I feel like. Hodgson, you know, you're, you know more about Palace than me uh, and what Hodgson has done and how you feel your team plays. I just feel like you've got serious weapons and um, it doesn't make sense to me that you can go and beat, like I say, City away, run Liverpool so close and you're not at least... You know, in the top ten. I think it's because we're a counter-attacking team, and so so inevitably, if you're a counter-attacking team, you perform better away from home simply yeah. because of the way the teams set themselves up. So, I, do you know what I think? That teams, what you've done to us, teams come and do that to you. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's that's, that's, that, that's any 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 game of football. I mean, predominantly, though, I mean, obviously, there's going to be an exception if 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 Barcelona were to come to set us apart, for example, or, like that. <laughs> or your Man City or Liverpool, for example. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. In in general, you get the home team who has the expectation of the fans that they're going to take the take the game to the other team, yeah. dominate the game. And when you're a away team, there's no pressure on you. I mean, Saturday was pretty much a free hit for Palace. You know, no one expects Palace to win that or mm-hmm. come even even close to winning that game. Um, so the fact that we run it so close and probably deserve the point out of it, I think. Um, no way. You don't think we deserve the point? No. Do you know why I say that? You don't. You, you honestly, you honestly think on 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 the reflection on of the, the reflection game. of the game. You do. You don't think a draw would have been a fair result. No, because we. I thought you're off your head, mate. You're off your head. <laughs> we dominated the game. Yes. How many Guinnesses you had? Seriously, you don't. <laughs> you, you, you don't think Palace deserved the point? No, no, no. Because I actually know for a fact that you had three shots on target. You scored three goals, which is clinical. <laughs> we had nine shots. We had wasteful, over seventy percent position. I think we controlled the game. I think stats mean nothing, don't you know? Sixty-four percent of stats are completely made up. No, no, <laughs> 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 I can tell. Wait. Um, no, I would say that it was one of them games where you know, I mean, the, the first goal is a crucial goal because if we take the lead, 
I think it's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, and fair play to Palace because you beat the way you beat the press was very impressive. That MacArthur has obviously yeah. got better footwork than I thought he did because we was all over you. If we basically that moment there is so instrumental because if we win the ball there, I think we go on to score. Yeah. The fact that you got out of it, got it to Zaha, and then the rest is history. Zaha, um, uh, Townsend scores. Yeah. Means that you've caught us, but. Basically, if we win the ball there, and that's why we were so hungry, we literally had about four or five players right around your players. And the, the way you got out of it was actually really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, good so interplay, I, yeah. Good interplay. So I feel like uh, we deserve the win because I feel like we almost had control of the game without having control of the game, if that makes sense. I mean, you hit us, you, you were brilliant on the counter-attack, but apart from that, we dominated the football and we had the majority of the game. Fair enough. So that's that's. that's we're we're agreed to disagree. Yeah. Um, I'm conscious we've talked about this quite a lot now. I should probably move on to other talking points from the weekend. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. What do you want to start uh, with? Um, I say we start with. Um, I think yesterday's game was quite interesting because uh, I expected Chelsea to put up. So a this was this was Arsenal two Chelsea. Arsenal yeah, two Chelsea. Arsenal two Chelsea nil yesterday. Um, I expected Chelsea to put up a better fight. Uh, fight considering how bad. Arsenal's defence has been mm. they've um, almost become a bit of the banter club well, first it was May United right at the beginning like before um, you know uh, until Mourinho was sacked mm. but um, you know they, they were the banter club and then they obviously Ole Solskjaer has, has um, galvanised them and they're like now you know six wins on the trot yeah. and they're, they're pretty much flying to be honest with you um, so it, it turned to Arsenal because Arsenal just couldn't defend to save their life so they I, I I thought it was going to be a very much different game than the one it turned out. I don't know what you thought. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to heed to your experience here, mate, because I'll be honest with you, I was in Glasgow last night at work and I was falling asleep watching the match of the day too, so I, I haven't really seen much of this at all. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm, I'm going to heed to your, your, your yeah, expertise. Uh, so, Arsenal took the lead quite... Um, it was about, I think about 15 minutes of the game. Laurent Koscielny scored. Um... And then Lacazette scores a really good goal. Like, I mean, I think the keeper possibly could have done a bit better. He's at his near post, but it's a great touch. Yeah. Lacazette's first touch is just brilliant. And then he, he, the keeper hasn't really got a chance. I think, I think it would be harsh to blame the keeper. Um, but Chelsea are playing... Basically, Chelsea are playing... What, what a lot of people are saying at the moment, and this is what I agree with as well, is like, why would you take Kante out? He's the best holding midfielder mm-hmm. in the Premiership. Uh, possibly the world in terms of what he does he breaks up the play I mean he, he pretty much uh, I think he's won player of the year twice with Leicester when Leicester win, won yep, the title won the league, yep. and uh, when Chelsea won the league as well in his first season he won player of the year I mean yep. uh, Surrey seems to be quite a, uh, he's very um, insistent in playing this Jorginho who he's brought from Napoli, mm-hmm. who who he managed in Napoli, and people, does, people are saying that he's not good enough. But is it just a case that he, he needs time to adapt to the English game? I think because I mean, the, the, the English game you don't you don't get signed by a top club like like Chelsea without being a good player. Yeah, no, no, no. I think he he's definitely a good player. Um, I think their talent league is definitely slower than the English game. I feel like teams have now worked out Chelsea in terms of. Sarri wants everything to go for Jorginho, but I don't actually believe that Jorginho is good enough at this moment in time to be able to construct Chelsea's attacks. Because I think 
what teams have realised now is if you get around Jorginho and stop him from playing, you pretty much stop Chelsea from playing. Yeah. Um, so yesterday's game, for example, you got Salah. Uh, I'm not talking about. I'm sitting in Liverpool mode. You got Hazard, who is playing a false nine. Now, if you're going to play a system where you've got uh, um, a false nine, a striker up front, one thing you definitely need is very progressive passes from the middle of the park. Yeah. Now you've got Kante and Kante, Jorginho, and I think they played that Kovacevic. He's quite good at Kovacic, but they haven't got the, like, William and uh, Pedro are quite inconsistent in terms of, like, Pedro was great, you know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but he was great about five years ago for Barcelona. He's still he's still a talented player. Great but name, what, yeah. great name, Pedro. Great Pedro, name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pedro, that's probably the best thing about him at the moment. William is, is, is capable. What, what, what is this thing with William? Because it seems to be that a lot of Chelsea fans don't like him. He's you I, I, I think he's a good player. I mean, he, I mean, it, maybe he's not consistent enough to be at a top, 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 top team. You know, a team that wants to be challenging for the title. But I think he's a very good player. No, no, no. At times I've seen he's him. He scored man. important goals on him as well. He has, and he scored. I think he scored like a, a cracker a couple of weeks ago. The thing about William is he's got. At times he looks so good in terms of his control and. He looks like you probably can't get the ball off him. He's quite strong as well, and, mm. and he, he's quite gifted technically. Consistently, he almost doesn't make the right decisions at the right time. Like a lot of the times, I think him and Pedro are a different wavelength to Hazard, for example. I think Hazard is like an outstanding player. Yeah. A, a lot of people do say that Hazard plays in fits and starts, but I think Hazard technically, um, the way, way he moves around the pitch, sometimes it's like... You can see that our team are chasing shadows with Hazard. I think he's that good. Yeah. And um, playing him in a false nine, I mean, I think Hazard's best performances have come out on the left. Mm. The fact that he doesn't trust Giroud to play up front, they've obviously brought in Higuain now, which might change things. Is, but it, is it a done deal? Is it done? Is it uh, it's actually a done deal. I think, yeah, it's literally done. Yeah, he's, he's definitely coming It'd in. It'd be interesting um, to see how he plays because I know there's some questions around how much he cost when, when Juve bought him and also things about mm. his fitness and his weight and things like that. There was yeah. all that talk, wasn't there? So, yeah. Uh, I don't know about. I mean, Taylor's Mart too, is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Um, the fact I mean, Morata. That's not. He's been a proper flop. He looks like they reckon he, that his, his his loan deal was pretty much done there. Yeah, he's on, on his way to Atletico. Speaking of all these deals, I think when when is when is deadline day? Is it next Thursday? What yeah, we now? Twenty first. Uh, so it's, it's next Thursday. I think we'll do a, a transfer deadline day special pod. Thursday the thirty first. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a, a, a transfer deadline day uh, a pod. Is next Thursday? Isn't it? Where are we? Twenty first. So yeah, we'll be next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah next Thursday. So we'll do a pod, obviously, for our, our, our two listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, 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 they can enjoy that. Uh, Conscious <laughs> of the time, um, something else you wanted to talk about was the uh, the Bielsa incident. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Spy yeah. Ga- Spygate. So, so, yeah, you know, obviously, did you see his press conference? I, I, I did, yeah. I saw bits of it where he, he, he tried to bring out all of his intel and, and showed this is what we knew. <laughs> this, this is what <laughs> we knew, Derby, we're going to do this, how they're going to set up, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I, I think... He admitted it, didn't he? There was, there was a Friday night game, wasn't there, where Leeds beat Derby on Sky. Yeah. Um, and he came out pretty much in a press conference afterwards and said, admitted that it was him, you know, yeah, fair enough, this is what I've done, I've done this at all clubs, this is what I used to do at Argentina, blah, blah, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. The question is, is that, because this was something that was picked up in Hodgson's press, pre-match press conference as well, is that, you know, you, 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 talk, you talk about his audacity to sort of come out and say, yeah, fair enough, that sort of thing, yeah, yeah. it was me. Um some people will applaud him for that. Other people will think, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, um, how does it sit with you? Because for me, I mean, 
nobody likes a cheat. And, you know, even Hodgson said the point about, you know, we've got this thing around bringing the game into disrepute. Mm. Has he done that? The fact that he's essentially your your spine another team to try and get an unfair advantage. Yeah. I, I know there's scouts these days and some teams have, have, yeah. have players that, that used to play at their clubs and they would tell them certain things that certainly haven't had this in the past. Um, I know that. But where do you sit on it? I mean, do you think brilliant you know he's, he's kind of fair enough to say or do you think shouldn't be doing it there needs to be some sort of action taken against you know him. I think I think he you know they've been caught pretty much red handed in terms of the the, the spy that they well, had he's uh, not been caught well, well he's not been caught but I mean the, the spy that was at there yeah like, he's caught, were, caught with a pair of like pliers or something with that <laughs> nonsense like I mean, Jesus Christ what, what I think was the most hilarious thing about the whole thing is at the press conference he's got like some of his coaching staff behind him he's literally just saying like it's got nothing to do with my coaching staff is uh, completely down to me and, yeah. and he's done it previously at other clubs. Where, where, did you, do you think there should be action taken against him? I, think, I find it hard to say either way. I think I think he, the, the fact that he's actually come out, what, what one thing that I found was, I suppose what a lot of people have found, like audacity, if you want to call it audacity, or mm-hmm. quite refreshing, is that he's like stopped any type of investigation. <laughs> he's literally told him everything that has happened. He's like yeah. literally said that he'd done it with every club. So I mean, if he if he was to get some type of fine, I don't think, for example, I don't think it should be the extreme where Leeds get a, a points. points. I think that's yeah. that's stupid. That's a bit a bit too far. But he could possibly get some type of touchline ban or something like that I mean well I mean he, would he though because I mean it's it's, it's a lot of touchline ban I don't know some type of, the, 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 I don't see how that links to, to Tim doing that I mean it's, it's two instances obviously him being touchline ban and anything else is, is completely well, different well I think well, it, well, linked, well, there's no correlation between the two really is there I mean you I mean, can argue that he's not able to influence the game but the only thing you, well the way I say say that I think it is linked is that like okay if he's not able to uh, manage his team in terms of he's got to have like his assistant in charge that will be that will affect Leeds in terms of yeah. if there was a certain amount of games that they, they said that he would be banned for yeah. but on another hand um, to be honest with you I think that the, the FA might just throw out one of these fines where you know they'll slap on a wrist and do not one, do one, it again one of these nonsense fines that look, Klopp got, got for running on the sort of pitch or it was wasn't it when uh, against that was it the game oh, against that's Manchester. passion isn't it that's his passion mate. it's passion but you can't have managers entering the field of play I yeah. mean you look no but he just you know what that game was that was probably yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it I get it I understand what you're going to say right I understand obviously you're a fan so you're going to back him but you can't have managers entering the field of play I mean you, you had it with uh, it was yesterday the game before yesterday with mm-hmm. um, the Wolves manager mm-hmm. well, he didn't need to do that he ran down the wing and you see him you can always see him thinking in his head am I going to do this am I going to do this he ran on there he sort of tapped, yeah. tapped the, 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 um, the goal scorer and then he gets sent to the stand for the, for the remaining 30 seconds of the game don't get me wrong it's, it's it was not, a pathetic it's, fine it's, it's, was it 8 grand yeah, something, something like that yeah something like that it's what's that that's nothing it, you know what this is what I say yeah it's not right yeah um, I don't think that the argument that it could um, sort of like a if a manager is um, goading, say, the away fans or whatever like that, I can see why Klopp's celebration was literally with the goalkeeper. He should not have run onto the field, but it's all to do with Liverpool. It's nothing to do with Everton. I don't think he's showing no disrespect to the other team. So far as I'm concerned, I'm like, you know what? It's a passionate game. He's lost it. I mean, we've scored in the last minute, 96 minutes or some madness like that. Yeah. And he's just lost it. Um, I don't think... It's something that people should be going too crazy about. My point, my, my, my thought on that, Matt, is, is that 
if it's anyone other than Klopp that does that, they throw the book in. But because he's a high-profile manager, and you know he's he's the media darling because all the all the all the Sky Sports pundits and and, and commentators love talking to him. Mm. They're not gonna they don't want to piss him off too much. And he's I, an mastermind. I, I, I I think if it's anyone other than they 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 um they throw the book throw at him, and that's what frustrates me is I think that there's this big club bias and. You know that if it's anyone else, um, they they get hell of a lot more than they can find. And there's a Dutch line band, and you know all this sort of sort of bits and pieces. But I think you made a bit sensitive there, mate. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> talk. We, we talked earlier about transfer deadline day, and potentially even a, a special. You know, we have Sky Sports News on the background, and we're giving sort of the live updates yeah, as it comes in. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's. Um, I, I, I don't know. But is you it, know what? Is it worth doing? Because it's, 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 it's not going to be live, is I it? Can't. People can listen to it. They're going to be like, <laughs> this happened like two days ago. Like, this is old news. This is rubbish. Do you know what I think? I think um, they've tried to hype it as much as they can this January transfer oh, window. But I, I, I believe that every year it's almost got more and more. Uh, less chance of big players leaving in January. Well, I, mean, yeah, I, I can't. But when was the last? I don't know if you can remember the last big name signing in January. And you know what? Actually, I can because I'm a Liverpool fan. Go on. Virgil Van Dijk, the best. But how much was that? Forty-five million was no seventy-five million. Seventy-five million. That was that was that last January. Was it? That was, was that deadline day? Yeah, deadline day. Was it really? No, no, no. Sorry, it wasn't deadline day. It was actually the first of January signing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't actually deadline day. But I mean. I don't believe there's actually going to be that many signings. I, I can't really see it. I think most clubs now know that to do your big business, you don't do it in January, mainly because prices are inflated, especially mm. if you go to sort of foreign clubs. They know that You're you know, the Premier League, you're not desperate to an extent, but they also know that they can they can, you, they can charge whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They can't blanch to, to sort of... Mm-hmm. To, 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 money, to, to state a fee and that's it. Um, so I think most Premier League clubs do... Um, their business in the summer. However, saying that, you've got clubs down the down the end of the end of the table, and you, I'm looking at people like you know Huddersfield who just bought in their new manager today. They bought in that Dortmund blow, didn't they? Yeah, and they um, signed Punch and Punch and came alone. But I think they obviously got rid of um, Wagner with the, with the view to thinking, all right, well we're we'll getting get someone in mm. and give him a chance to bring his own people in and, and this that and the other, and they're going to spend some money. So it'd be interesting to see how much money they give him. Yep. Palace always do their, do their business on deadline day because that's what we do. If we bring anyone in, it won't be for big money, but it'd be interesting to see who we do who we do bring in. But yeah, I, I agree. I think most clubs don't do their business now in January. It's, it's, it's they're, they're more sort of. Um, sensible and, and, and decide to scout longer term and do the deals in the summer where you can get mm. I mean, cheaper. The only, the only time I remember us having a great, like a really great uh, January transfer window is it's going back to like uh, Brendan Rogers day. I think it was like 2013. We brought in Sturridge from Chelsea for 12 million and we bought Philip Coutinho from Inter Milan for 8.5. And that was just like, you think like two, them prices, mate, you think like them prices now? Oh, no, you know, Ridiculous. and in fact that we ended up, Five seasons later, selling Coutinho for 140 million yeah. was great. Obviously, it's all relative because the market changes and that, but still. Yeah, I mean, but that, yeah, that, that's, that's like crazy. Then. I mean, yeah. even 12 million for storage. Back then, it was a lot of money. Yeah, back then it was. I suppose it was a yeah, but you know, obviously, yeah, mm. things. Yeah. Just just before we start recording the pod, with the the news broke that Ashley Cole was signed for for Derby and linked up with obviously his old um, teammate Frank Lampard. Now he's 38 years old. Um, yeah. Been without a club since leaving Galaxy in November. Now, question to you: yeah. Is this someone who's going to play, yeah. or is it simply someone who's brought in to be a uh, character in the dressing room? So obviously, someone who's Lampard, Lampard's worked with, yeah. and not 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 be a coach, but almost 
bridge that gap between the management staff and the players to sort of to to, to be that I don't know. Sort of like uh, I don't know almost you mean, like, like the experience, sort of yeah. Because like, the deal's only to the end of the season. Yeah, I think um, a bit of both to answer that question. I think there'll be certain games where because I think actually Cole has probably kept himself in quite a good condition, even though he's thirty-eight. Yeah, playing the championship. Um, I believe that he will definitely play a couple of games. Oh yeah. Um, but I think he's been brought in for his experience as much as in playing. Like but, he, he can sort of guide a lot of them. Derby, you know, Derby are trying to get promoted this year, so well, I think it's a great addition. I think that's what Lampard said. I mean, reading from from Derby's website, uh, Lampard said he's a fantastic player, quality left back, and also brings great experience to the dressing room. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, 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 that sort of sums up. Yeah. yeah. I think he will play a couple of games, but then. I think it depends on how he gets on. If he comes in and he's like the best left back that they've got, then he will play. Yeah. I think, yeah. Or, or, or if he comes in and does a, a Edgar Davis at Crystal Palace, and <laughs> I was there, mate. I was there at the five nil game. I went. Me and my brother went up to Derby. Drove God knows how many hours, five hours what it is to get there. Watched Palace lose five nil, and then drove back. Nil? Yeah, and that oh. was Edgar Davis's debut. Debut. He played left back. He was awful. Claude Davis got sent off after twelve minutes. It was a bad, bad day. <laughs> Robbie well, Savage, like Robbie Savage was the best, best player on the pitch. But um, <laughs> I think I think that's a good place to end it there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we it's a good discussion. And to all our listeners, please do send in your questions uh, to either myself or Richard. Um, I think about setting up a little, uh, yeah, little Twitter need, thing, mate. Yeah, we need to definitely like set up our Twitter stuff. But I mean, you've you've got a Twitter account yourself. If anyone wants to tweet you, which is. You don't even know. I can't remember it. it. Unbelievable. Good. Right. <laughs> so mine is at Luke Tyr. Um, so you can tweet me any questions, uh, or obviously just send them to me, um, like Matthew's done today. Um, I'm going to get mine sorted out. So you get it sorted out. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll create one for the pod, pod as well. Yeah, um, I think we will probably end up creating one for the pod. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, have a good week, and uh, we'll be back with you um, next week. Next week, Monday. Take care.